Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Rory Stern, founder of RFS Digital Media. And if you want to learn how to build better relationships, you absolutely should be listening to Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. Welcome to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I chat with some of the world's top business influencers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs in order to crack the code of networking. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know, and that your relationships ultimately determine the person that you become. So if you want to learn the new way of connecting, you want to fill your network with quality people and skyrocket your results, then you're in the right place because this is the Build Your Network podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. Today, I'm sitting down with Rory Stern. Rory has been a best kept secret working behind the scenes to help build, grow, and scale many successful online companies for the last 14 years. For the first eight years, he worked mainly as a sophisticated jack of all trades, plugging holes where his clients needed his services. Today, he manages a small boutique media buying team that specializes in multi-channel traffic. He's best known for creating ads that convert and being able to get a lot of policy-challenged offers approved and running on Facebook. Guys, it's going to be a really, really fun conversation with Rory. We'll talk all things traffic. But first, really quickly, uh, if you are a six, seven figure entrepreneur and you know how much a podcast would benefit you, your personal brand, your business, your company, and uh, you just don't have the time or the team or resources to dedicate to it, to figure out all the techie stuff and all the background things, then let me and my team build a show for you. Head over to travischapel.com slash make my podcast. And uh, there's a quick application there. We'll jump on a phone call and see if we would be a good fit to build out your show for you. That's travischapel.com slash make my podcast. Rory, thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to talk uh, with you. Yes, sir. How are things holding up on your end of the world? 
Man, you know, things are, things are pretty good overall. We're, we're in Tampa, Florida. So, you know, we've, we've been very fortunate to have a few cases. Things are, are sort of shut down, but at the same time, you know, I've, I've worked remotely and from home for 14 years. So hmm. with the exception of a few differences, nothing's really changed in my life all that much. Yeah. Well, cool. Let's go ahead and dive into your story a little bit more. You said you've been doing this stuff for 14 years, which is definitely not the average, I think, in the industry, obviously, because that's like basically the entire amount of time that the industry's even been around, really. So let's take it back, like all the way back here, Rory. Talk to me about 12, 13-year-old Rory. What was it like growing up being you? Wow. Woo. That's, we're going way back, huh? Way back. Way back. <laughs> yes, sir. And let me get this right. You know that I said I've been doing this for 14 years, not since I was 14. <laughs> yes, correct. Okay, cool. Correct. Yeah, no. So 12, 13-year-old Rory. Wow, man. Like, so, oh, man, I had like just huge aspirations and dreams. Um, a very blessed upbringing, if you will. Very supportive parents. Very supportive school and academic resources. Nobody really what, did, ever, what did your parents do? So my dad's second generation entrepreneur. Okay. And uh, my mom was a dental hygienist. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So when I say, you know, blessed life, like, you know, my, my parents worked hard. I thought we had a lot of money. Yeah. Just based on the fact that my parents made stuff work. They still tell me that they don't make a lot of money and I tell them I think they're lying and full of it, but that's always a fun conversation. <laughs> yeah. But I, I say I'm blessed because nobody really told me no. Hmm. Everybody always had me shooting for the stars and everything about what I was doing or even what I was challenged with was framed a positive way. So what I mean by that is if you fast forward today and we'll, we'll stay at 12, 13 year old Rory, but the contrast is today people think and say and debate that, you know, whether or not I have ADD or ADHD and, you know, 12, 13 year old Rory, it was no Rory's gifted and talented. The schools aren't challenging him. We're not providing him with the right resources. Uh, I was never really a behavioral problem. It was just, I, I, I either knew something. So I pissed the teachers off by t pointing out what they were wrong about, or I just worked my butt off and, and got good grades. Yeah. Yeah. So that was always a high value to you was, was grades where you, did you take that into college? Yeah. High grades. So yeah, I was encouraged. I was, I am like the poster child of Robert Kiyosaki's rich dad, poor dad book. I didn't read that until my mid twenties and that changed everything because I was, I had the poor dad and, and poor parents, if you will, of, you know, go to school go to college, become a, become a professional. I was encouraged to become a doctor from a very, very young age. Hmm. You know, the idea was get a job, have a retirement and you'll be set for life. Yeah. So yeah, academics were, were huge for me. I did take that to me with college. I did all right in college. I, I went to a, a fairly competitive school or, or, you know, with academic, what's the word I'm looking for with some prestige behind it. And, and, and that was really my first foray into independence and, and sort of rebellion against my parents. I had a lot of fun. So my grades weren't nearly as good as they were in, in middle school and high school, you know, but still did pretty well and went on to college and graduate school and then the school of hard knocks. 
And then what were, what were you studying in college and in your, in your uh, graduate studies? Yeah, great question. So I was initially pre-med. Okay. So, I, so you were literally on that track then to become oh, a yeah. doctor. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I am a doctor, so we'll, that'll be fun too, right, to talk about. So I was pre-med, and I think it was towards the end of my freshman year. I can't remember exactly, but this was a pivotal moment for me. I was sitting in organic chemistry, which for anybody who knows anything about chemistry it's one, or, or even sciences, it's one of the most difficult classes out there. And man, I just did not get it. It was not clicking. And we had our first exam. We were, we, we were sitting in class, basically waiting for the professor to give back the exam. And he started out the lecture with like, hey guys, I don't have a lot of great news for a lot of you. Some of you are going to be pretty shocked and probably aren't used to this. But, you know, we had four people who passed, everybody else bombed. And wow. uh, he, started, he started drawing a chemical formula of a molecule out on the board. You know, those C's and H's and O's with the lines between them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And as he finished, he took the eraser quite vigorously and erased a carbon and looked at us and goes, the people who belong in this class the ones who truly are going to get it will automatically start thinking when I've erased this carbon, how does it change the chemical properties? What does it become? What does it do? And I was like, yeah, I don't care. Like it's a C. <laughs> I, I really, yeah. And, right. and, and parallelly, I was already taking uh, a couple psychology classes, always been fascinated with psychology and human behavior and the mind. Mm -hmm. And I realized probably not in that moment, but you know, that, that same, same time period, if you will, in college, that's exactly what I was doing with psychological models. Anytime something was presented in class, my hand would immediately go up and be like, well, what about this? And what if that happened? What about this? And, and it clicked that, you know what? I don't care about chemistry. I don't care about chemicals or molecules. Psychology is where it's at. And honestly, I wanted to become a shrink anyway. So instead of becoming a psychiatrist, I pursued psychology. You know, I have a BS in psychology. Ha, ha, ha. I went on to get a doctorate in clinical psychology. Okay. And that's when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's when I realized I did not want to be an employee. Hmm. And then that's also, that was also really start the start to my divergent path, if you will, into sure. becoming an accidental fall over backwards, not know what I'm doing, entrepreneur, to figuring out what I'm doing today. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, 
that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need hire, you need Indeed. So how many total years of, of post high school schooling for you then? So four college and five graduate so nine okay. yeah nine total years when you look back on that time in your life what what are what are the feelings that you get around that like do you look at that as a mostly useful time a mostly non-useful time somewhat neutral in in in, in a way like what 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 exactly do you think about when you look back on that time so i'm, I'm a little cynical i i think our education system is ridiculously flawed mm. and there there is a part of me that that feels like you know, I did quote unquote waste a lot of years. However, you know, that that's, it's, it's so easy to see that in hindsight, given that my entrepreneurial journey has taught me more and led me more to where I want to be. But at the same time, those years helped shape who I am today. Mm-hmm. So I have no regrets, uh, none whatsoever. I can't really call them a waste. Like I said, I, I learned a ton. It shaped who I became as an adult. It, it opened my eyes to so many different experiences, relationships, et cetera. But you know, if we look forward to the universe, I'm not sure what you're necessarily asking here, but like I have kids now and I look yeah. at them and I'm like, if you don't, if you don't want to go to college, don't go to college. Mm-hmm. What's your plan? What are you going to do instead? That's all I want to know is what's the plan College is great. It's important for some people, but I value entrepreneurship and again, you know, sort of the, the school of hard knocks, learning, learning by doing. Yeah. And that was kind of where I was headed with the question is my, my wife and I recently became parents about a year ago. Our son's uh, first birthday is coming up. And so those are some of the things that I've been thinking about recently is like, what is going to be my advice to him? Not necessarily to you know everybody else, but what's going to be my advice to him? And so yep. I like to ask questions from people who've experienced both sides of it, who experienced you know education at a very high level, but also have experienced the entrepreneurial journey and the different lessons and things that you take away from, like you said, the school of hard knocks. So I um, appreciate you answering that question. My, my pleasure. Uh, the only thing I'll <laughs> offer just to add to it, the one part that does kind of have an ouch right now mm-hmm. uh, is I went to a private school, if you will, not publicly funded, not scholarship based for graduate school, not heavily research based where you get grants so I literally took out close to 250000 in private loans to pay mm. for my education, which it hurts. Yeah. Uh, again, like I don't regret it, yeah. but I don't know that I would ever want to advise anyone to do that ever again because you do start off with a significant disadvantage in life. Sure. And if you're not somebody like us, if you're not one of us who's out there building something bigger, you know, my student loan payments are, are somewhere in the ballpark of $2,000 a month. 
Yeah, that's insane. That's, well, it's like it's exactly, a mortgage. Yeah, right. Exactly. And like you said, it, if you're not out here like making good money, I mean, like if you just go get a salary job, like you most people do after they go through that same process, that, I mean, that's going to take a huge toll on your finances for a yep. long period of time. And yeah, man, I mean, that's just that's an insane dollar amount to think about, just like starting <laughs> it's, adulthood it's with. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's crazy. And then at the end of it, you don't even have like, at least if you're paying a mortgage, you have an asset at the end of paying it off. You know what I mean? You can sell it or like will it to people and you have equity and all that good stuff. But man, that's yeah, that's that's a that's a really big, big bill there. <laughs> but yeah. luckily, I mean, I mean, now that you're in I mean, advertising in the Facebook ads world and, and really all sort of multi multi channel traffic. I would assume that the degree that you got actually really helps you to be able to have that slight edge over the majority of your competition. No? It, it, it does. It's something that I don't really play up enough. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really ever lead with, hi, I'm Dr. Stern. Like, that's just yeah. not who I am. And I've had people tell me, you're a moron. You need to let people know that. <laughs> so, so it's probably a blind spot for me. I mean, it certainly helps. But again, like if you look at my, you know, going back to that 12-year, 13-year-old Rory, I was always curious about human behavior. I was always curious about how the mind work yeah. worked. So like it was just a natural path for me. And the training really just honed everything that I already sort of had intuitively and, and yeah, I mean, sure, it took it to a whole new level. So it, it does, though, interestingly enough, th there is the whole, I mean, there's social psychology. If you look at, what's, what's I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. The Robert guy Cialdini. who wrote Influence, Cialdini, yeah. 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 I mean, everything in Cialdini's book is literally, you know, out of psychology. Yeah, right. Psychology um, textbooks that are applied to marketing. Yeah. And, and it's funny, pe people will ask, like, you know, in Facebook groups or, or masterminds, like what books can I read on psychology? And I'm like, I've got a whole library of textbooks that you can just read that have all of this stuff from the sources, the people who ran the, the experiments. Right. And, and you're going to, and it's, so it's definitely a distinct advantage. It's just something I, I, I don't really probably play up enough. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of like, in terms of you getting more clients, but it probably makes you much better at your job though. I like to think so. Yeah. 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 Well, props to you for, for sticking in it as long as you did, man. And what was it like? I'm curious. So to, a little background on me. I, I went to college, but it was a non-accredited religious school. Like I grew up in a very, very tight knit religious community. And so I double majored in Bible and church ministries. And so I did not have a traditional schooling experience whatsoever. And my degree is more or less useless, especially, I mean, especially the fact that I'm in business and, you know, already is useless, but then add to that, that it's non-accredited and it's even more useless to me. So with your experience in going in, in the traditional school route and going through the high levels of education, not just stopping your bachelor's degree, what was it like for you in your mid-20s after having received all of that information through traditional education to read a book like Rich Dad, Poor Dad and have your mind and eyes opened up to this entirely brand new, completely different world that was almost being hidden from you in a way from the previous nine years of post-high school education? Yeah. So what, what's interesting is I mentioned, so my dad was an entrepreneur. So in some ways it, it was eye opening rich dad, poor dad, because I, I hated business just because I grew up in a family business. Hmm. So my dad wasn't just an entrepreneur or business owner. We literally had a family business and I don't know how much you know about the differences between a family owned and operated business versus 
a non family. I mean, there's, there's substantial differences. In fact, I did a subspecialty in graduate school in, in organizational development and business coaching around family businesses. And it's, it's really powerful when you start to think that like fidelity investments is a family business. Some Mm. of the largest businesses in America are, I mean, what is it? The Bush family, Anheuser-Busch, it's a family business. It's passed down generation to generation. So for me, my, my brother and sister were involved in the business. My mom was involved in the business. I was the one pushed the academic route. Hmm. So I sort, of, I sort of suppressed the business. I didn't understand business. I didn't have an interest in business. So in some ways, Rich Dad, Poor Dad opened up my eyes to what was possible, but it also sort of opened up this locked chest, and I'm not intending to sound like a shrink, where I had suppressed all these memories and experience as a kid growing up in a family business. And it was just like, all right, boom, now I get it. Let's, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, okay. So talk to me now. Let's kind of get back into the story here. Your mid twenties, you said when you read, when you read rich dad, poor dad. So did you ever use your degree to go get the secure job that you were working for that whole time? Or did you just kind of plunge directly into entrepreneurship after you realized you didn't want to be an employee? So fell into entrepreneurship. I would never say plunge. <laughs> That's and, and a better word, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's also very timely in the fact that, so when I graduated with my degree, I had a six-month-old daughter. Uh, in fact, I walked across the stage. The one picture I have from graduation is me carrying my six-month-old daughter across the stage, getting my diploma. And my first quote-unquote traditional job offer. So I wasn't a psychologist at the time. And in fact, I never became a psychologist. Uh, Psychologist is a legal protected term. You have to get licensed. And in order to do that, you have to take a, you have to do a certain amount of postdoctoral hours, which is indentured servitude. So I went out like a good little boy and got a dream job for a psychologist at a college counseling center, basically listening to college kids complain. It's, they're referred, you know, any kind of therapy where you're working with well-to-do people is often you're referred to as you're working with the worried well. They're complaining about first world problems. Sure, sure. Granted, there's always a handful that really do have severe mental illness or, or issues, and I don't want to downplay that, but mm-hmm. got this great job. And in the, at the time, we were living in, my wife and I were living in Boston. We had our six-month-old daughter. My wife was a, a full-time teacher about to get tenure, which meant job security, we had unheard of medical insurance hmm. and here comes, you know, newly minted Dr. Stern with a job offer to work 40 to 60 hours a week, an hour's drive from my house to be paid $15,000. That's one five. Oh my goodness. So it, when you say dream job, there's definitely some air quotes around that. <laughs> well, I mean, it was, a, it was a dream job, just not the, the finances. Okay. Got I it. mean, the, the, got the it. position the position is, is highly, highly sought after to be co- to do college counseling. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and after, Crazy. you know, two years, two years of internships at state run forensic mental hospitals, meaning that these were criminals who were mentally mm. ill in gotcha. unlocked units. Yes. This was a dream job. Gotcha. So you know, my wife and I looked at each other and we're like, it's going to cost double to put our child in daycare, yeah. to have somebody else 
pay attention to her one twentieth of what we would. So true. Yeah. And here, here came uh, Dr. Dad. And, and 40 be- to 60 hour work weeks with a commute. Yep. So I became a stay-at-home dad. I think I made it about three or four months before I started to get those pangs of, I just spent all this time in my life being encouraged to change the world, to help people, to influence people. And now you're telling me I'm not going to do that. So that's when I enrolled in my first online coaching program and the rest was history. Wow. That's crazy. So that is a mind blowing thing to think about that type of a salary to try to pay back that type of student loans. Yeah. It's, it's so, ridiculous. Like it would be impossible. You'd literally yep. be in debt for the rest of your life trying to pay that off. Exactly. Wow. So you, so you go through your first coaching program and this is really when you fell into entrepreneurship. Yep. So talk to me about, talk to me about how long it was before you made your first dollar in that world. Oh gosh. May have been a year. I don't even remember to be honest with you. I, rem- I mean, I remember, I think where I made my first dollar, but when in the spectrum of things, I couldn't tell you. It, it was a it was a journey. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, was there anything in particular, like, but when you when you got into that space, that anything in particular that you remember where you were like, you know what? I think this is I, I can I can do this. There's something here. I can figure it out. I can do this. Well, I mean, I think it was the the concept of the the coaching program and 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 having a sort of and what I loved about this is it, I mean it was it was worded so well. It was at the time it was called virtual practice builder. So here you've got this newly minted doctor who's used to, you know, the, the dream job, again, one of the dream things for a psychologist is either, you know, college counseling or you hang your own shingle, you start your own practice. And Mm -hmm. again, you have the worried well lying on your couch and talk to them about, you know, how their husband mistreats them and stuff like that. And by mistreats, because it might sound like I'm downplaying it. I don't mean beat. I mean, just not paying attention. And, you know, I was like, boom, virtual practice builder. That's what I need. And I went through the program like a good little student. That's what I was. I was a student. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I, I, I did all the things I had to do. I created my lead magnet. I set up a blog. I started doing blog posts. Nothing happened. Was, you know, my list was, was, it was horrible, painful to build a list. But what happened and, to if you build it, they will come, Rory? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny was uh, I think one of the, one of the uh, things that really sold me into the program was I don't, I don't want to say it was a guarantee because I'm sure it was carefully crafted in, in copy, but it was like, you'll make $4,000 a month. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to make $4,000 a month. Uh, that, that didn't happen for a long time. I can tell you that. I, I remember struggling for a long time going, hey, where's that $4,000 a month? Yeah, right, right. And uh, that, that, was, that was an interesting moment because you know here I am the good little student doing everything I'm supposed to do, used to getting rewarded for being a good student with an right. A, but right. they don't hand out A's in coaching programs. And yeah. there is no A, there's, did you get clients and did you make money? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And A is not necessarily money in your bank account. Yeah. So that, that was a big, big, harsh reality, kick in the gut, slap across the face. I did end up making my first dollar on my own and it felt spectacular. Yes. Uh, it wasn't anything life. I mean, it was life changing in that it, it, it remind, you know, it showed me what I could do. I was, you know, very fortunate to quick, you know, interesting. We were going to talk about networking and, and building relationships. 
you know, again, think of psychology. It's all about relationships. So I just, I made friends and, and developed relationships with, you know, great people that I just wanted to know more about, genuinely know more about, no, no deep underlying interest or ulterior motive. And those relationships blossomed, blossomed into opportunities because I was a good little student and followed what I was supposed to do. I learned how to do everything in internet marketing or digital advert, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And that was a unique skill set because, you know, most people who are doing well have one strength and then outsource everything else. Well, I was good at most things. I wouldn't say I was spectacular at one thing, but I was good at most things. And I remember, you know, I got, I got hired to work behind the scenes for a number of different companies over the years because I had the, the, the knowledge of marketing, how it worked. And I also had the knowledge and understanding, <clears throat> excuse me, and the ability to implement the tech. So one of my former, I don't know if we call them bosses, but one of the former owners that I worked for was like, Rory's a guy who understands marketing, understands the tech and can get the two to talk. Mm. Interesting. So that's really when I started making money online. And when I make, when I say make money online, like that literally was, I was $20 an hour freelancer. Got it. Got it. So when, when did this turn into like real income for you? Like, like college debt (laughs) disintegrating income for you? Five years ago, maybe. Okay. And was that with this agency that you've built now? Yes. Okay. So talk to me about the beginning of this agency and then we'll kind of pull out some of those networking pieces. Yeah. So I was, as I transitioned from Jack of all trades to a Facebook uh, ad copywriter for a growing agency. Okay. And this was before everybody on the, in the world calls themselves an agency. Like this Mm -hmm. was when Mm -hmm. agencies were real agencies. I was hired on to be a copywriter. I was not trained as a copywriter I, you know, I'm a gifted writer and, and, and talk about again, you know, a good little student and the fact that I know human behavior. And I was trained by the agency owner, the advertiser, the copywriter, one-on-one training on how to write, write great ads. And I started writing great ads. I just followed what I was supposed to do. And that was a job. That was a salary with bonuses. And pretty quickly, my copy started outperforming the in-house copy. That's why I was hired. Can you beat the control? Can you do better than what we have now? Hmm. And I loved it. I was, all I had to do was write copy every day. I wasn't doing everything else that I was used to. So I got to really hone my craft and, and go from jack of all trades to, to a master. And we, we quickly, well, we, they quickly, the owner quickly grew the agency and no longer needed me as a copywriter and put me in place as a campaign manager. So now I'm starting to run some campaigns for clients and I'm starting to figure stuff out, but you know, it, it wasn't clicking. Something wasn't clicking for me. And the, the agency owner and I went separate ways and I needed to find a way to make money. So I started up another business with two uh, friends. This was an e-commerce store and we did really, really well. And I was responsible for the Facebook ads and took our company from, I think we were doing at the time $20,000 a month in income. And when I took over ads, we started doing six figure months. And how, 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 uh, good, how good, how good, sorry to interrupt you, but how good yeah. did it feel for you to get to the point 
where you were able to create income for yourself in a field that had nothing to do with the, you know, little, there's overlap, sure, but more or less nothing to do with what you thought you were going to be doing from like a college career standpoint, you know, especially after getting a job offer, like, Hey, come work 60 hour work weeks an hour commute (laughs) for 15 grand a year and pay back student loans until you're 85 years old. Like how good did it feel to be able to make, you know, on a monthly basis, five times more than what you were going to make on a yearly basis with all that other work. So the, the first time I cracked $10,000, I went out and bought a bottle of Dom. So it was pretty spectacular. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what I like yeah. to hear. It, it was, it was, it, it was nothing short of amazing right now. Like the first, the first thought I had was, eh, it's really no big deal, but that's because I'm doing it now. But when, yeah, you step right. out of, when you step out of it, it's just like, yeah. And especially in the times that we're in right now with so many people struggling, I just look at them mm-hmm. like, this is, this is amazing. All those people who told me for years, go get a real job, go get a real job. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't need a real job. I'm, I'm doing bigger and better things now. Yep. Yep. And ultimately security is just in the mind. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the people that had the real job that was secure are now filing for unemployment, you know, and, yeah. and worried about paying next month's mortgage. And uh, so, I mean, at the end of the day, the, like nothing is secure. So you may as well go for what you want, you know what I mean? Exactly. Of just doing what other people want you to do. So, so obviously, obviously we've touched on relationship building a lot and this has uh, been something, I mean, even just the business that you were just talking about that did six figure months, like that's, that's, that was done with multiple business partners, which come from relationships with come, which come from trust that you've built over a long period of time. So talk to me about the importance that relationships have played in your entrepreneurial journey. Relationships are everything. I mean, they're, they're, there's nothing more important, nothing more valuable to me you know, I, I said to you earlier, you know, psychology, for me, the field of psychology is really just an advanced degree in understanding human behavior hmm. and communication yeah. with, with my business. If, you know, when I, when I go back to the fundamentals of if, if I, you know, I was working at an agency, I had an e-commerce store, I went off on my own and started my own agency. You know, why did I start my own agency? What was what was the driver? What was the why behind it other than my kids, my wife, you know, money, freedom, all that stuff. It was that I felt people weren't being served properly. Hmm. So I, I forget which author or, or, or what thought leader talks about, you know, L'Oreal doesn't have, you know, they, they, they sell beauty products, but what they really sell is confidence to women. Yeah. Right. So if you look at my agency, the core of our agency is we're a customer service agency. We want to do better for our clients than what the industry standard is because they deserve it and people don't do a great job. So we're a, cu- we're a customer service business that delivers that through digital advertising. Yeah. And I would love to get into this conversation. Maybe we can book another interview sometime. I know we, we got we to gotta, uh, wrap this up. So I, I do want to ask you this, this question, Roy. It's the one that I've asked every guest that's ever come on the show. And with your background in higher education and with you really being somebody that's worked a lot on your knowledge, I'm curious to hear what your answer would be for this. Do you believe that who you know or what you know is more important and why? That is so... I, I was... Yeah... I'm going to go with who you know, and, and, and I, I almost push it one step further. It's not, it's not necessarily even who you know that's important, but more importantly, who knows you. Hmm. What you know is very important, but one of my early mentors dropped out of college, never finished, mm-hmm. and 
by the time he was in his mid twenties, he was earning six figures a year. And it was, it, you know, you know, if you, if you look at the, the way society wants us to be or, or the societal norms, if you believe into that, you know, I'm well-educated and I've, I'm a professional. I should be bunny ears making a lot of money. Hmm. Here we have, you know, and, and I wasn't right. I, I was barely yeah, scraping right. by. Right. And here we had a guy who dropped out of college, started his entrepreneurial journey years before me. Smart kid. I'm not, I'm not bashing him. Smart yeah, kid. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, here yeah, your he is. Level of degree doesn't represent your intelligence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's banking six figures. He drives a Jeep. He's got a motorcycle. He's traveling all over the world. So I do think it's a lot. I, I do think there's something to be said about who you know for sure. Relationships are so key. Yeah, yeah. They they provide the opportunity, right? Like yeah. the knowledge, especially now in the age of information that we live in, the knowledge is no longer as specialized as it used to be. You know what yeah. I mean? It's so much more available. And when something becomes more available, it by definition is worth less. You know, yeah. so. It, but the but the relationships though the opportunity that connections can provide that is still in short supply and yep. so yeah no I, I totally totally agree with you on that man last thing here before we wrap up where is the best place for people to go connect with you online Roy so I'm a Facebook addict that that's probably the best place to find me outside of my website like social media I'm on Facebook. Perfect. Facebook it is. So go check out Rory. It's Rory Stern, R-O-R-Y Stern. And then what's the uh, website there, Rory? That way people that maybe have some interest in some of your, some of your uh, traffic products can yeah. go check that out as well. Thank you for asking. The be best one for this would be helpwithads.com. Perfect. Help with ads.com if you are at all interested in uh, getting some of these traffic secrets from Rory and his crew. Uh, be sure to go check that out. Rory, thanks so much for coming on the show today, my man. Had a fantastic time chatting with you. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Well, that's it for today's show. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want more advanced networking strategies, as well as an instant network upgrade, then consider partnering with my BYN Inner Circle Mastermind. There are already dozens of high quality entrepreneurs in the group, dozens of video lessons on networking, monthly calls, there's accountability crews, and more, all for the low investment of just $99 a month. So head over to BYNInnerCircle.com to jump in. That's BYNInnerCircle.com. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. See you next time. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.